feel so good. All right, you're welcome, guys. This is how you want to welcome your guests today, your brothers and sisters, you know, sharing and, you know, blessing lives. Come on, we can do better. All right, V and P. Um, Victor and Peace, you can unmute now. How are you guys doing? Good morning. I'm sorry, good evening. Good evening, Ma. Good evening, Ma. We are doing well. We are highly blessed and favored. Hallelujah. So tell us, how have you been since last week? How's it been? <laughs> so has it been? It's it's been it's been amazing. Just just seeing what um God did with last week and mm. we expect him to do for what he said to do. Mm. Okay, amazing. Someone just sent me a message. Uh, I don't know if she's here now. <laughs> Let me see this. She said that um, I was listening to the session. So much wisdom. I got so engrossed. I was I, I was asked to make semo. I carried my phone to the kitchen listening, and I've literally forgot semo process. I ended, <laughs> up, I ended up doing semo with big cocoa. That's lumps. I'm the one that helps you make it semo in the house. With no cash. <laughs> this time, error man. Cocoa International. You know, I heard somebody, <laughs> let me read another message I got from someone. Uh, make sure you call your friends. I know um, someone said, such a powerful testimony. Um, open nation should be called the vulnerable church. God is doing great things and we don't have to dig for it. Thank you so much, Pure and PI, for leading the way you do. Um, yesterday's video that I was talking about last week really, really blessed me. My, my relationship, my marriage, so much perspective. God bless you. I mean, so much. Somebody like different um, feedback. I think one that really got to me. I saw Boma's videos afterwards, yes, last week, and honestly, I I didn't. I was laughing. It was just that she was able to describe how I felt. Like whoa, every moment, and we give God all the praise, all the glory. I thank you that you are sharing from a place of um um of of vulnerability, a place of progress. Um, I I thank you for sharing your your weaknesses, sharing your developmental areas that sharing you know not just painting a picture but just sharing and i thank you for not hiding to tell us that jesus is the way like men guys getting to the word all right all right so let's jump right into it something happened last week there was something we had to pause let's talk about rules in marriage so victor you're coming from a place where you are very um um, um you're very um yeah you, you like your things arranged you said you're the extra extra arranged peace you know and you're coming into this marriage and you know she was like talk to me like a baby girl how did you guys navigate on how are you navigating the issue of rules in marriage rules General okay rules. at first it, at the, first it was of, yeah go ahead sorry go on is there a, is there a gender what gender rules gender rules you get what i mean so let's go ahead like when i say rules like who is to do what when and how and all those things yeah Okay, at first, it was a struggle for me, okay, coming from a background that um, I, I typically saw my mom did everything for my dad. So um, that modeled a, a kind of pattern to my head. Coming into my marriage, I expected the same thing. Okay, so the, I expected that my wife, uh, she should cook, she should um, clean the house, do all the dishes and all that. And she was doing that. But I found out that... <laughs> When the when when the Lord starts start encountering me, several years down the line, I found out that um, these roles that we're talking about that a woman 
is not expected, in quote, um, I will be very careful with my words, is not, not her exclusive responsibility to be doing so. If there is love, and if you are trying to model a Jesus kind of marriage to your children and to your environment. So I, I, I think I began yielding my heart to the Lord. Okay, so um, right now, doing what doesn't mean that it's my turn to you to do it or it's your responsibility to do it. We do everything in love, regardless of your gender, either me or her. So I think that's, that's how it has been. And I don't think that there's a problem to that. Right. Thank you so much. Well, last week, um, Chris was saying thank you so much for, for the choice. So please, you want to go in? How, how is it? Can you talk about that? Okay. So um, like you said, when we first started out, it was, it was a bit um, difficult for me because I think it was also a bit of the background, that whole traditional setting of a woman should do everything, you know. And he always, there were times where he came back with expectations that, okay, the house is going to be like this and like that. And he'll get edgy when it's not like that. So I think after a while, um, what we did was start um, talking about it. And we decided, okay, let's schedule this thing. Let's decide when we're going to clean, when we're going to do this and that. So we're doing it together. But I think um, right now where we are is we we sort of um, just know who does what. And then it's really, uh, I think many times he also goes the extra mile to make sure that, okay, this woman is not stressed. I think he really does that greatly with the chores. He's like, okay, whatever it is that I can do to help you out. Like even when he was working and his job was like nine to five and it was really... Um, stressful for him he'll still come back take off his white shirt and get his hands down like okay what do i need to help you do and no so i think we've got into that place where it's not as it's not the way it used to be we just share and do um whatever we need to do to help each other out and just make make it easier but how is it easy communicating what you need you know can you say ah baby please let me wash please is that how it goes or whoever sees whatever, or I mean, how do you, or uh, baby, go and wash the clothes. Like, how do you guys, how are you able to communicate your expectation or if you need help? I think, I think at first it started out as throwing words. <laughs> he literally just throw the words like, why is this thing not here? Why is this not done? I, I think I talked last week about how he was a bit military kind of, and I think that also came from um, the nature of the job that he was doing then. He had worked you know for years with people that he would say get this done you know do this like that do this you know the way that it should be done and all so he just brought that like into the marriage so at first it was hard it was difficult um communicating because there were all these expectations there was this is how i like my thing and this is how it should be done but i i think that we had to come to a place where i learned that if i learned to ask for help first of all mm. i learned to say okay I need help with this. Please, can you help me with this? And then I learned that if if I'm going to ask him for to, to help me with chores, we, we don't do this whole entitlement thing. Like, oh, you're supposed to help me. Like, even till now, we say thank you for every little thing that we do for each other. We don't say, oh, okay, um, you took out the trash or you did this. We don't get used to each other that, okay, um, um, because we're already used to it. We say thank you. We say please. 
you know, the same um, way that I want him to talk to me. I'm like, ah, oh, baby, please, can you help me take this thing out? If he if, if he's busy or maybe he, he can't take it out at that time, I try to plead with him and everything. So I don't get used to him as, oh, my husband, you know, likes to help me. Let me just... Let me just um, talk to him the way I want. I, I, le I learned to say thank you. I learned to say please. And I think that really helps. Mm. Thank you Sorry. so much. Sorry. Uh, yeah, go um, ahead, Victor. Yeah, I was going to ask, ask you to. Yes, please. Yeah, let me add this. Um, I also think, um, you know, like she said, the truth of the matter is that the chores at home be started to, what, what was that? I think, I, you know, I want to say thank you, Jesus, and thank you to PI for ARII, -R -R, what is it called again? <laughs> IR Academy or something. Uh, that <laughs> academy that you. That IRA. academy that you. IRA Academy. Madam, PI, God bless you so much. Honestly. Wow. The, 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 wife, the wife that my wife eats today was a transformational journey. And mm. she, came to, she came to this point where I found out that. This woman is literally dragging herself to God to receive help. And I told myself that I cannot be the obstacle on this woman's way. So I found out that there were things that God naturally was giving me strength for. Okay. And so I, I don't easily get tired though. So if working all day will make my wife to be at peace, why not? Okay. There are some times that she will um, draw a list and say, baby, please, can you help me? go to the market and buy these groceries. I said, why not? And I will jump out and I will do it with Jesus' glad in my heart. So I think that it's for... Uh, what we're saying is that this is not a doctrine, though, but this is what has been working for us. Okay? And it, what I have strength to do, I do them. And what she has strength to do, like my wife can enter the kitchen and within 5, 10, 20 minutes, she will come up with an amazing meal. Yeah, I can stay there for like two hours without coming out with the same result. So she has that ability. Me, I have the ability to die up, and we are doing it effortlessly. So good. So you're saying that everybody should find their strength and not allow um, stereotype or um, what's it called? So it's like find your strength, leverage it. If you need help, ask for help. All right. Exactly. So, yes, ma'am. That's it. That's the point. But do you think that no matter how much you ask for help or whatever you can do, do you think there are some roles that are tied to genders? And how do you speak to that? Even though you need help, do you feel like there are certain things like some people just expect that, yes, ask for help, ask for help, ask for help but it's a woman's job to cook. Ask for help, ask for help, but it's a woman's job to clean. Or is it a case of if you are, do you think that you can approach this as well, saying, if I have strength in cooking, I'm, I'm the man, I will cook. Does that really happen? Okay. Um, before, before we got married, people, people have told my wife already that your husband is a good chef, okay, that he cooks very well. And I, have, I love my processes. But when I got married, I would, like I told you, it's, in the beginning, it was a struggle. So I had this mindset, ah, it's a woman's role. Let her prepare the meal. So I think I did not cook for more than zero a year or six months. I didn't even six like six months. I didn't enter the kitchen to cook. And what I'm okay with whatever she prepares. And we, you know, we start getting to this point where we talk about everything. Okay. Yes, I had that mindset or that mentality coming into marriage. But the truth of the matter is, 
There is nothing love cannot conquer. Okay, and me for one. So good. If my if my wife spends how many how many hours in the kitchen every day? There is there, there, there are wears and tears that will come with it over the years. Okay, and if if I'm not okay. making things easier for her, and I'll allow her to go to the market, to go to the kitchen and prepare the meal, to dish out the food and do the dishes every day, 24 hours continually, week in, week out, month in, month out, year in, year out. It, it will be a matter of time that I will start no longer desiring her as the woman mm. I married. Okay, mm. because definitely there will be wrinkles, there will be there will be, there will be stress all over her face. That's why the multivitamins there there's a lot of things that will that will set in. Mm. And uh, and the, the truth of the matter is that when I was talking when I was looking into this thing, I found out that I, I don't want to I don't want to jump the gun though, but right, I so. found out that I found out that this is um this is um um the foundation of why men literally go out of their home to cheat honestly mm-hmm. because uh, i if my wife i have overused her i will start oh man you don't, don't look you don't appear to my eyes again and i will start looking for what i desire from outside my home so that's where i came in and i found out that my strength is complementing for what she cannot do easily so good so good before we go let's jump on that there was this conversation about how um women love their children neglect their husband and maybe they are not taking care of them well, how practical what will you say to men and women about the reality of a woman is nursing a child the woman is taking care of the family taking care of the kids how should a man posture in that way and uh, and how can they help to ensure that love is still burning uh, okay can i answer that Please, please go ahead and I'll hear from okay. Rebecca as well. Okay. Okay. So, um, okay. So let me just say this, uh, before I quickly answer, one of the things that helped us with this church, uh, matter was that we wanted our marriage to work. So when we so talked good. about, when we talked about, um, how the church was going and I remember that I went to work and somebody said, you've been cooking for six months and your husband doesn't cook because <laughs> they knew him and they were like, no, 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 ask him to cook. So when we, when, when I went home, you know, I teased him. I didn't go saying, oh, so you're not cooking in this house and everything. I just like teased him. We talked about it. So because I was working like a shift job then, what he started to do was, okay, before you come back, I've done, I've prepared the food halfway that you can do the rest. He just felt, okay, if we're going to spice up this marriage, then let's share the responsibility. So even up till now, we still try to make the marriage work while we are doing chores. We still gist, we talk, we try to make it fun so that it's not like we are sharing chores and everybody's doing what they're doing. So I think that has really um, helped. So about um, a woman nursing a baby, I think something that really helped us is that I, I had to understand. There's something my husband used to say when we have issues. When we had issues, then when we got married, he said to me that, babe, I've not gotten married before. You're my first wife. Mm. I don't have all these expectations of me and not voice them out. And when I when I feel at something you never communicated, you start to get offended. Or sometimes you're even waiting for me to feel at what you never said. So I had to understand that, okay, this man has not been married before. I've not also been married before how do we do this together so i think as 
expect that he had a foreknowledge. I went up digging, how do we take care of babies together? I was checking things online. How do I carry him along from, you know, when the child is in the womb? Okay, come and listen. He'll say, I'm not hearing anything in the belly. I'm like, don't worry, just keep your ear there and keep listening. So I had to carry him along and say, okay, this is what is happening at this stage. We had conversations about what kind of children do we want to raise? How do we how do we make sure that they're hearing one voice? It's not that mommy's saying one thing and daddy's saying one thing. Mm. Or they can think, you know, mommy's on my side and daddy's maybe um and daddy's not on my side. So we told ourselves that we do we don't want them to think one person is overpowering the other. And I think that has made us always take you know steps and decisions and um what everything else that flows out of there is from that foundation of making sure that nobody is being seen more than the other in their eyes like you love the collie and you know we are both here for you wow okay wow so um, good go ahead Victor. on my point um you know there's something the bible says in ephesians chapter five i think in verse as, um, I'm not sure, yeah, 21 or thereabout, TPT. I think it says, um, and out of your reverence for Christ, be supportive of each other in love. Okay, I think King James says, submitting unto one another, but TPT says, be supportive of each other. When a man understands that this is a marriage, this is a ministry, it's not about her, it's not about me, that we are both in this journey. Childbirth, raising the children, taking care of them becomes a joint responsibility. Um, when to, I think when we, when we had our baby, our daughter, sometimes I would be awake 2 a.m., 3 a.m., even though I would go to work the following day by 7 a.m., I would be awake. I'm not doing it from a place of responsibility. I'm doing it from a place of love because I was supporting my wife. Maybe, uh, maybe she has breastfed the child throughout the day and the child has been cranky, has been crying. And when I come, you know, the one Jesus will say that she, he saw them and he had compassion on them. I'll be like, this one cannot continue this way. So um, I started taking um, some, some of our responsibility upon myself. Okay. Um, I found out that, uh, what, what's it called? Um, sometimes it will make food for the children. They they will they will they will they will not either not eat it, or they will be asking for other things. And she might not have strength to be doing all that. So a man comes in to help from the standpoint of love, knowing that these children they are committed onto this marriage because, like she said, daddy and mommy are not divided. They have one voice. They are raising us. If 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 daddy spanks for instance you, you you don't expect to get sorry from mommy or if mommy spanks you don't expect oh, for daddy wow. to pamper you so you know that whatever mommy tell whatever mommy does to you that daddy has the same feeling support. wow yeah you had the same support so that's my own view on that wow i love it so much because um i don't know about you growing up and you feel like we knew mommy is this daddy is that and i feel like sometimes is either somebody is hiding trying to be favorite parents or something you know um i think that's a very good point to so see that we're on the same front we'll come into parenting a bit someone is saying is there a difference between responsibility and love the statement of i'm not doing from a place of responsibility but a place of love aren't they connected um i think to be i think they are connected but there's a way you can do something 
if you if you truly love, you take responsibility. You can take responsibility yeah. and from this of love. So yeah. you're just acting out. You can begin to act out after a while. It's it's it begins to look like is a it's just a chore. It's just yeah. stressing me. Um, it's not coming from a place of I understand that this is mutual thing. We're in this together. We want it to work. I'm when you are stressed, I am stressed. If you are I'm up, you are up. So whatever I can do to make your life easy is different from what you have nothing to do. So I'm doing it, or ah, oh, I don't want any wala or that kind of thing. So. But you cannot love and not take responsibility. But you can, and in fact, after a while, that your responsibility will not be responsibility anymore. To be honest, you can now begin to get cranky and create a lot of problems and all. Now let's talk about some people good parenting. Um, there was something that happy guys shared before about miscarriage. Do you want to talk about that moment? It, that was, I think, it was one of the defining moments in your marriage. How did you guys navigate that, and um, which has also helped you? Um, Victor, I know you said something about how it has helped you to in resolving your issues with, with your wife faster. Okay. Okay. I think you should put Okay, for the miscarriage. Okay. Um, it's um, it was a tough moment because um, I think um, it's she was um five months, three weeks, and four days pregnancy old then. When it happened, and um, we were already anticipating to have our child, then this thing came up, and I looked back. You know what I shared in the camp? I took responsibility of what happened because it was actually my fault. The night before that incident, I was so angry at my wife. I was so so angry at her. I can't remember what she did exactly, but I was very, very young. I was upset. And we drove all the way from work to home. I did not talk to her. I did not say fine to her. And we came back, we ate our food, had our bath, went on the same bed. She was on the other side, I was on the other side, a pregnant one. I did not speak a word to her. The following morning, I, I, I dressed up and I went to work. When I got to work, around 11, um, 10 minutes after 11, I, I saw her call. Say, baby, come back, baby, come back, baby, come back. Reluctantly, I was like, what is this woman? What, what is it? So reluctantly, I started going. I started driving back home. And when I got home, the, <laughs> oh my God, it, it has happened. And at that point, I, 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 don't, I don't need to keep up with my malice and say, Oh, uh, this, I'm sorry. Immediately, it needed an intervention. And we rushed to the, down to the hospital. At the hospital, she spent 11 days, 11 days there. Then we we're not receiving good medical treatment. I will move that to another hospital. I called my friend in Laguna Hospital. She said, bring her immediately to Laguna Hospital. And that was in the um, 1.30 a.m. thereabouts. So we moved to Laguna immediately. And the, the, the fetus was evacuated. So looking back, I, I, it could have been avoided. It could have, I could have averted it, but because of my selfish or, or my ego, okay, I can't say sorry to my wife. I can't apologize. I have wronged her or she has wronged me. She's supposed to take responsibility and say, baby, I'm sorry, but it has happened. It has happened. So it could have been avoided. It was an, it was an avoidable, avoidable thing, but mm. I neglected that moment. So that was it. That's it. So, please, how did you navigate this? Let's hear from your own end. And for those that 
you know, maybe they've lost a child or pregnancy, what will you say to them? And because it didn't, um, how do you guys move past that, that you do not, that it, it didn't become a thing, like, look at this man, you know, and all of that. Uh, okay, I think, I think what I would say is, is for people to, again, back to God, to grieve with God, because mm. before it happened, um, I, I would say I had clues that something like that would happen. But, you know, when you're just praying and hoping for the best, some of those things when God shows someone something and you're just like, oh, let's pray against it. But it just, it just happens anyways. So what happened? Immediately I saw that my water broke and this is what was happening. That morning, God had given me a scripture and it's the scripture that says that you believe in God believe also in me mm. and that was like the very phrase that i took and i stayed on it i remember driving to the hospital and my eyes were on the scripture at the point where i closed my bible i kept meditating believe in god believe also in me my eyes were so in tune with god that when we went to the hospital i remember that my my mom looked at me at some point because i wasn't acting like i was really facing what i was facing like i'm not saying this to give glory to myself. I'm just saying this to help us see how God comes into these things and how much we can, you know, um, how much pain we feel when we don't take everything to him. So I remember just um, being in a place where I was, I would worship. I would just plug the phones to my ear. We we're having faith. We we're hoping because it didn't just happen. It was that my water broke and I had to stay 11 days and all. So we kept hoping, we kept praying but it was the joy that I had. Oh, no, not joy. It was peace. It was the peace that I had. Mm. And at some point, my mom looked at me and she said, are you normal? Mm. And I said, yes. And she said, I'm just, I'm just here. Like you're on the bed. You're lying down. You cannot move. You're putting on the bed. You're being on the bed and you're smiling. Mm. Like, how is that possible? And I said, it's God. So when I got home, I didn't cry all this while. It was when I got home, I, I, I checked myself and I said, ah, this is not normal. At least I should cry. I just lost the baby. Mm. So I sat down and I started trying to muzzle the tears. But I think that at that point, God had sort of done something to my heart. I don't know what it was, but I was not able to cry normal. I ended up muzzling some tears. And after that, I ate and the pain was really gone. It was really, really gone. It felt like that moment where David, after after that period of money, just mm. decided to eat and put yeah, everything past him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it just went. And I can tell you that till today, I don't look back and say, oh my God, I lost a child. Oh my God, you know, my husband did this. Even though I know that, it was the day he said it in camp that I sort of felt, oh, that did something for me. It did something for my heart because yes. I was like, maybe I needed this closure, but I never really thought right. I needed yes. it. Yes. Wow. So it was, yes, it was that day I felt it, but I never, I don't look back. I think there was something you said the other time where you said that how we know that we are healed is that we don't look back and feel pain mm. or look back and feel, you know, all those hearts. So navigating with God goes along and then god kept giving me the words that i'll give you double for your trouble i'll restore um and so many scriptures and i, I think i found it i think there was something the holy spirit said to me sorry to take our time he said to okay. me that he said to me that it's okay to mourn that was what he told me he said it's okay to mourn mm. but he said that if you choose to mourn i don't mm. know maybe 
God treat me that way because he, I don't know, he does like tough love for me many times. He's like, it's okay to mourn, but I can give you peace. I can heal you and restore you very quickly. That was what he said to me. And I think I just chose to be restored quickly over just mourning and going over it. And in three months after that, I was pregnant for Olivia. And I think, um, I think that was just, that was just it from my side. So how did you guys manage this with your relationship? How did you, you know, how were you able to love, love beyond making anybody feel anything? Okay. You know, like I, um, I shared last week that true love or pure love is not judgmental. Mm. okay uh yes as much as it's my fault and i have taken responsibility of that I, she was at that same point at Sorry, that when you say it's your fault i'm a bit uh, sometimes i wonder is it that did you feel <laughs> like you ignored her that maybe you would if you were around or if do you think what do you think was the quarrel do you okay. think <laughs> <laughs> okay something happened the night before so i was feeling okay. um Yes, I was feeling some pains that actually said something could actually happen. Mm. So I remember calling my mom and because um, um, she's like a medical person, she's like, are you sure this is what you're feeling? Because if well, this is I'm what you're sure. feeling, mm. you need to go take this drug immediately. So I was trying to communicate to my husband that I'm feeling a certain kind of way. And if I'm feeling this way, mommy says I should take this drug. So at that point, he could have said, Oh, okay, let's get the drug. Or, oh, okay, even if we don't want to listen to mommy, we might as well go to the hospital if you feel this kind of way. But I ignored it. So that, that um, contraction oh, pain, it's later we knew that this was some level of contraction that was happening oh. that night. We ignored it all night till morning because, oh, you know, in so that I yeah. Because you guys were not talking. You guys were, um, Vito was upset. But you were upset with each yes, other. You did not, yes, you were not able to navigate that pain that what you normally do to yes, just quickly, let's rush to the hospital. But because you're not in, because of the, the, you're not in talking terms, there was no peace at all. So everybody just, you know, and you too, yeah, maybe you yeah, over and over and over. You didn't bother to go over because everybody wanted to maintain their lane. I see now. I get it. Mm. I get it. So, Victor, yes, now he's saying, how did you deal with the guilt? How did both of, how did you navigate it? And peace, did you ever say, to him, look at it, your fault? Or how did you how did you do that? Oh, okay, on the talk. Okay, like like I was saying, um, pure love is not judgmental. So good. And before then. We have had, we've started having encounters. God telling us that I'm tabernacling with you guys in your home. Okay. I'm, I'm the head of this house. So when it happened, like I've told her, I've not been married before. So I, I don't know what it means to have a miscarriage. I don't know. I don't know the weight of responsibility on a man. So it happened. It happened. And I found out that there's nothing I can do. It has happened. It has happened. Let's move on with our lives. And I called my wife. I think I told her. I said, "Babe, I, I didn't apologize then. I didn't. I didn't apologize to her then. I was mm. like, I, I was like, okay, let's move on. And we we'll start seeking the face of God again. Because like God kept giving her scriptures. She was using, God was using people to comfort her. Yeah. And I moved. I moved on with my life. And mm. it, it was at that at that camp. Like, you no, know, I keep saying that recalibrate. Wow. Yes, that wow. that I. How many years that, later? Cup was last year now. Yes, that was like 16, six, years six years plus. Oh, five years. Five years. Let's say five years plus. Yes, five <laughs> five years plus. That that there was a, a flash in my heart. I say, ah, you've not uh, apologized to this woman about this. 
And I, you know, I, I when I was talking about it, I, I was almost crying and I was begging yeah. men. I was I was begging men. I was like, men, please mind how you manage your wife's emotion. Put your own emotion down and care yeah. about this woman in your life. It might, it, you know, the devil, the Bible said the devil in John 10 thing that he's, he comes to do what? To steal, to kill and to destroy. Any slightest moment that he can get, he can come and cause a big havoc that can even take you years to recover from it. So I moved on with my life. After five years or six years plus, I apologize to her. And I think she has forgiven me a bit, right? You're forgiving me, right? I have. I have. Please, I have let's a, go back to, because yes. for people that feel they need closure, yes. to, I need him to say something. I need him yeah. to look this way. How did you, like, number one, again, you must get that. Even for Victor, he wasn't aware. He didn't come to the place with, of responsibility as a then. He was like, oh, wow, miscarriage, okay. And so he was even a look at how the Lord opened his eyes to see. Because I remember that retreat. Victor was, he felt like he just had an encounter at that moment. So when he said that, oh, you didn't even know that you needed that word to see that maybe some form of closure. How did you move past that? From your week, wow. <laughs> so I think, said, peace. I, did you think from the beginning that it was your husband's fault did peace think losing the baby was victor's fault go ahead okay so well again <laughs> i it's think that i think that um i've always had my eyes on god more than i have on my husband and i think oh, that's why this so marriage is still standing oh, oh, it's still why so it's still good. why it's why he's still standing because like you said take that again take that again <laughs> i said i've always had my eyes on god more than i have it on my husband wow. and i think that's why our marriage is still standing till today because mm. we've had to forgive each other of so many things even before an apology i think there was something recently that we were watching a movie i think there was this movie that we posted mr and mrs roberts i yeah. <laughs> literally started apologizing to each other apology there was a closure i had been hoping for but i had to like get that closure from god so by the time he was saying it, I was not angry. I was not in pain. But before then, I will always seek that closure from him. And I will even be more hurt by his response. Because mm. he couldn't see that he did anything mm. wrong. He couldn't see. And I think that's the thing for us women. If our eyes are not on God more than it on him. Even the closure will come to you and you will still say something is wrong with how it was said. Or the way it was said. The apology will not just feel right. It will not be enough to heal the depth of whatever it is that, that you're feeling. And I think that that's why... I, also, we had a bit of a rocky time at that period where... Yeah. Between that period and, you know, maybe like one, two, three years into our marriage, it was really rocky. Yeah. And... I feel like as we were busy fighting each other, God was busy like transporting us through things that will literally help us. Because many women pray and say, I've prayed everything I know how to. I don't know what's happening in this marriage. If you your eyes are on God, you will know what he's doing by time. Yeah. You'll be able to say, wow. this is what is happening so that you can respond rather than react to the things that you're seeing. Mm. And I think that for me, after this miscarriage happened, because my eyes were on God while I was on that bed, I wasn't busy grieving and getting angry with him and wishing I didn't marry him and why did he have to cause me this much pain? So I had times after that where I felt, ah, okay, 
So this thing, because I think at some point, you know, my husband was still even angry at the hospital because they gave him this charge. He paid almost a million or something. <laughs> so he was busy getting angry that his money was good. And I was like, this man, <laughs> I think that was when I felt like, ah, this man is still bothered about this money mm. rather than bothered about me. But I think that what helped me was my eyes were really on God. And at that point, God was really, I knew God was walking to save our marriage because <laughs> the marriage was almost over as it started. Mm. Then it was about that moment. And I said to myself that if God is willing to restore me, why do I have to keep getting, you know, angry at him? Why do I have to keep looking back and mourning what is lost? So what I would say to women is get closure, seek closure from God. He gives closure. Like he says, sorry for things your husband would never mm. say sorry to. And he knows how to say it right. And mm. also there were things before this time my husband had forgiven me. I think I, I think mm. I, there's something major my husband forgive me from my past. And I think that yeah. sort of helped me because I was like, okay, if this man can forgive me like this, then why can't I forgive him? <laughs> if God could touch his heart to forgive me. And I think that really helped me. So if we can seek closure from God, even if we now have to communicate with our husbands and say, okay, this is how I feel. There's something about our posture after we've gotten closure from God that will oh, even wow. now make that man realize that, okay, maybe I heard this person. But when you're still in pain, the way you communicate to get closure, yes. it's totally yes. different. Yes. It's totally Absolutely. different. There's pain, there's anger, there's blame. You know, there's there's so many judgment. There's so many wow. things, and it makes it hard for the mm. person to see. So I think that was it for me. I sought closure, but it didn't come until God was ready. Like okay, like because he too was on a journey. He was also on his own journey. Mm. God. So I think that was it. Yes, ma'am. wow, this is so good. Put place your eyes. Focus on God much more than your spouse because the mm. closure, you are, and this applies to even your parents. Some of you that are still waiting for closure from your parents to tell you they are sorry or your ex or your boss or your colleague or your class captain or whoever, you need to sort it out because you're postponing your freedom. You're postponing your liberty. You're postponing mm. life. You're postponing joy. Fix a point to God. And because by the time it comes, you realize that that's not actually, you, you just said that God gave you toppings because God has done yeah, a great yeah. work. You know, and it look at how it came beautifully at that point. It didn't just come to Victor. It came to Victor. Victor shared with the whole team. Like, guys, I will, can never forget that day. I know how he felt, his voice and everything. So it's really, really, really important. All right. Now, before we go to the parenting, I want to ask you guys this question. Do you want to talk about contentment? In marriage, how do you, um, you, you spoke a bit about where you're coming from, Victor, from this place where your money, everything was together. When the Lord said he was giving you a gift, you guys are going to go through a season which you are still navigating. You went from a place of having everything the way you want it and everything to now that you're literally in you know, this season of just enough, you know, just trying to you know, put things and get up again, right? How do you, um, how have you guys been able to deal with contentment? In this season, if you're used to eating five chicken, now you have to eat. <laughs> or you have to buy a jackie you that is used to straight fish, now it's bent fish. <laughs> you know, how do you deal with that and not project um, whatever to your partner? Mm. And how do you, okay. okay, let me ask that first. Go ahead. Okay. Um, in fact, um, we, we were talking about this uh, some days back. And we found out that you guys the, are always talking. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> we, 
we found out that the the beginning point to this contentment was i think it was 2021 2021 when god came to me while i was praying he said victor do not borrow I will repeat it again because I wrote it in my journal. He said, Victor... He said he's taking you through a process that you shouldn't borrow. Yes. <laughs> that he's taking me through a process that I should not borrow because I ah, I, I, have, I have colleagues now. Just call them. Bro, I beg, give me this. I will give you back within one week. But God said, do not borrow. And how can I, how can I, how can I do my life and my family life without money? Okay, uh, there is no income coming monthly as it was coming before. But I choose to obey God. If God oh. says do not borrow, that, that means he has a better plan. So it was later I found out that what God was preventing us from was to not borrow and keep supporting our expenses. With debts. We did, yes. 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 Wow. So we, we looked back at the end of 2022. We looked back when God came again to, to say something, which I will go into later. We looked back into 2022 and found out that had it been that we are borrowing to support our living expenses, oh my God, maybe by now I will be dodging my face from everybody. I won't be able to pay up. Wow. I wouldn't be able to pay up because our we, we, we were even when the, I think there was a point that we, we, they wanted to pay for house rent, and the landlord have sent a letter to me. He said, "If you are still interested in this apartment, renew your rent." And at that point, I was I called my wife. I say, "They will evict us from this house if we don't borrow." My wife said, "But God said, do not borrow." See, I, I want to emphasize this point again. I want to emphasize this point again to men and to women. Please, women, you are not just only there to, to, to love your wife, to love your husband, sorry, or to make him feel good. There is an important aspect of a woman who reaffirms God's presence to a man. That God said this to you. Do you want to disobey God now? And I say, sorry, I am not. I, you know, we've, we've said last week that we are accountable to one another. And, you know, another thing that he said that broke my back was, if God said, do not borrow, and the landlord comes around and throw away your property outside, so be it. I was wow. like, eh. So I'm trying to pro, um, protect you and my fam and my children. She said, no, you're not protecting us. Let us obey God. And at that point, I, I surrendered completely. So. It was later, I think it was um, maybe two weeks to dead two weeks to deadline. I got this call from one of the doctors and I made the supply and the money for the house rent showed up. I was like, ah, baby, what do you think? We, we did not even know that God was telling us to leave that house yeah. to a oh, new house. See your yeah. Yes. Yeah. So we're thinking that the provision that God made was for us to pay for the house rent. We didn't understand what God was doing. So, out of, out of that joy and gladness, we called the landlord, we paid into his account, and we stayed another year in that apartment. And that another year was with, with in fact, there were lessons that we, we learned the hard way. Okay? <laughs> wow. So, so looking back to 2022 now, we will say, 
had even that we are borrowing to do all these things, where would we have been now? So God came back again. Um, on and I was um, was it last month when I was praying in children's room, and God said, "Now I have seen that your obedience is complete," and I was like, "Ah, uh-uh, how?" So I was touching my heart. Honestly, I'm I'm saying this. It sounded like a, a Nigerian movie, but God communicates when our hearts are open. Yes. God speaks when our hearts are open, and yes. and when He speaks, God does not expect us to be speaking rabasha 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 when there is a need that you're not communicating to God about. And mm. I, God, I said, ah, I wasn't speaking in tongues. I was just having a conversation. He said, now nah, your obedience is complete. I said, what do you mean? He said, I asked you not to borrow, and you did not borrow. Now I am going to bring you to a wealthy place, but with the wealth of the nation. And I called my wife, I say, this is what God is saying to me, and wrote it down. So, Every face we are waiting on him to hear what he will have us to do. Baby, do you want to add anything to it? Wow, wow, wow. And then you guys had to eventually move from that place to somewhere else. Yes, yes. Yes, and the second time we prayed for rent, God did not show up. He did not show up. (laughs) He didn't show up. He kept saying, move, (laughs) move. And um, like he said, I think that wow. there's something there's something he didn't even share. Ah, sometimes you know there's something that Pierre you always say you always say that sometimes the um um okay let me put in my own words that the distance between us and our breakthrough is wisdom gap. Like we yes. just need to know what to do. Yes. And I think yes. at that point when we were praying, God provide rent in the name of Jesus. We name it and claim it. God was like, move away from this house. <laughs> you go to somewhere else that is that is smaller and you're going to be there for a while. It will not be for too long. Yes. We were like, okay. Do you know that immediately we accepted what he was going to say? I was just watching like a TV program and God said, this is what you're going to do. Mm. You're going to sell some things. You're sell going to oil. move these things. You're going to, this is how you're going to do the house. This house, this is what it's for. And he literally gave me like a download. I called my husband. I said, the provision for the house has come. This is what we are supposed to do. And he said, oh, wow. Do you know that when we're ready to sell these things, it was one man that entered our house and bought literally everything, everything. we were willing to sell. Everything. Wow. And we're not now looking at it from a place of, oh my God, I can't believe we're selling our properties. Oh, so sad. We're looking at it. We're just excited to obey God because now we're like, okay, God is interested in our matter and all. And I think also that this process is taking us you know how you always say that we should steward our promises and everything and how we should, you know, sometimes we pray the promise, but we don't ask God that was the process to this promise yes. and follow through it. Yes. So this place that he has taken us is not just, my husband will always get all this wealth promise, wealth promise, and the wealth promise, we were going down and wealth promise was going <laughs> up. <laughs> kingdom wealth. After we finish sharing kingdom wealth, we'll come home and we have to like, literally cut our quota according to our size but god said something to us and what he said is that he's teaching us how we can depend on him and he's our only source yes. not the way my husband used to think oh you know he's about you know money oh my god money is leaving me god is like no you don't you will no longer think money is leaving you you mm. now know that i'm your provider and mm. so that when I supply you with kingdom world, it will not be what determines your joy. Yes. Like you always say, you yes. are pure always say. So I think it has really been um, a process of even him telling us that even what you were using the world for before is, is, is good. 
but there are other things that I have plans for Kingdom World for. So it's literally a training that we're just grateful for. And that helps us to be content and not just say, oh, I wish I was eating this. We have those moments though. There are times we cry. There are times we worship. Yeah, talk about that. Yeah. God. <laughs> How do you deal? Your hair, you know, the things you used to enjoy. You traveled. You guys went to Dubai one time, I think. No, you have to was the US. To church and back. <laughs> went to the US. I, I remember the day I told somebody we used to shop at ShopRite. I didn't think it was a big deal. I'm like, we used to shop at ShopRite. She's like, I don't understand. And this was like the wife of someone walking at Shell. She was like, how do you shop at ShopRite? I'm like, is it a big deal? I didn't, I kept asking myself for this, like, is it a big deal that someone shops at ShopRite? And all? So coming to this place, so now you have to go to Isaleko now to. I have to shopping. go to like uh, what do you call it? Trips. I have to do trips. <laughs> we have to do trips, and then oh. I think some God also did something for us because I had all these boxes of clothes, and at some point I just carried them and I'm just thought, oh, let me just give it out. I'm giving. I was just excited about giving to the Lord. And God was like, Auntie, keep your boxes of clothes. Trading is coming. Journey, I didn't know. So, far. <laughs> so, so sometimes what I, what I read that makes me look good is literally the things that God reserved for me. Like, you know how they said that the Israelites, their, their sleep yes. sandals, they don't wear out. Yes. You know, certain things. He literally preserved their sandals. We don't know how their clothes, mm. you know, were okay and everything. It has you been Bishop said you did not even gain weight. So everything was still packed. <laughs> days that we cry yeah, there are the days that we look at god my husband will say babe are you fine i'll say i'm looking at god and that yeah. look is not the look of expecting god to do something is this look of there was a time i asked him i said lord that you know you know that if you told me the journey would be like this i know i don't think i think i would have recommended some people to you not me maybe not me but i think that what happens is i've learned to go to him for comfort there are days i can't talk to him for days and he understands i always feel like he does can we talk about that yeah i feel like on days like that I can tell that he's around. I can tell that he sees me. Mm. I can tell that he's he's looking at me and saying, there was this time I told him. I, I've not, we've not even got him to this point. So, Which is the him now? God him or your husband him? I oh, mean, God. Um, God him. Like there are days I cannot talk to God for days and I'm just like, you know, feeling a lot of pain from this place where I, that, that we are. And I feel like he always, always waits for me. Like, okay don't worry you'll be fine and there's something that there's something he wow. said to me recently when i was really it was too much because i have conversations with him and i'm like lord are you sure i always check with him to be sure that we're not now the ones elongating the or process doing or doing like something wrong mm. so when i check and i'm like lord is it us or is it you there was something he said to me um recently and he said to me he said i'm looking for people that can tell about me in the fire, like Shadrach, Meshach, and yes. Abednego. Mm. Is that I'm oh. looking for people that can tell about me in Daniel's den, like oh. the lion's den. That I'm not looking now for Christians that Finish say, order. hallelujah, you know, the Lord brought me out of the lion's den. And they never told the world that the den, that the, the world is facing, that they too face it, but like his presence is the difference. Because it's like, it was, it, it, and he said to me that, you know, the king saw Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. 
the people saw Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, it was about them more than it was about the three Hebrew boys. Yeah. So even though he could deliver them, he's like, no, I need to win souls. I need to, I need to save some people. I need to set captives free. Like, do you think you can enjoy the pain? But these people were determined. And he's like, do you think you can wait a little longer? There was this day I prayed and I said, God, take it away. Take it away. And he said to me, I can end this process now. Yes. But he said, my work in you will not be complete. That you want to go some years after and then start wishing I did this process now. And it has, it hasn't been easy. But I think that (laughs) his grace has just been sufficient. Being able to go back to his presence. And some days as as couples, we don't even talk to each other like that. Like we're in pain. And and all we can do is... I love it. (laughs) All we can do is is understand that the reason he's not here is he's processing with God. The reason I'm not there is I'm processing with God. And when we are done, we come back and we literally feel God make it to us, make it up to us in those moments. You know, in fact, this thing that you just said reminded me of what happened some periods, you know. There were there were moments that I, I, I don't want to, but let me say, there are moments that God will be nudging you to fast. God will be nudging you to, um, to go light, to go light, if that's the word, to go light in the spirit. Mm-hmm. But because you, you have a lot of food that you are eating, you are eating, you are eating, you are eating, you oh, fast, God. maybe when, it, when it's 12, oh God, I thank you. Sharabro, Katarebo, Shab. God, I thank you. But you have not actually inquired. There were moments that God dry. I, 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 yes. I don't know. But I don't want to, I don't want to make it a, a doctrine. But there were moments that the, 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 the store was dry. Yeah, you know what you're saying? That forced you to go and seek. Yes, yes ma'am. You know, yes. you know we, we prayed these promises. Um, I have never seen the righteous forsaking nor his children, children beg for bread. bread. God, where are you? God of our father show up and God was like when you finish go and do what I'm asking you to do you know and there was nothing so sometimes we we'll tell ourselves that this might be God telling us to go and fast too and there are moments that we have gone into long fast and I will tell you those moments were beautiful moments those moments we're not looking at what we do not have, but we are banking more of what would God have us to do? What would God say to us? What moment will what what moment will be defining for us in this season? And it has been it has been an it has been beautiful, crying, painful moments. Wow. Wow. What are your scripture? Yes, but can I can I share something? Yes, please. Yes, please. There's a scripture that um there's a scripture that's my uh, my husband prayed with this morning on um, um oh. on the call yeah. morning prayer call. So I read the verse before, and I'll just read it again. Philippians four twelve. It says that in amplified version, I know how to be abased and live humbly in mm-hmm. straitened circumstances, and I know also how to enjoy plenty and live in abundance. I have learned in any and all circumstances the secret of facing every situation, mm. whether well fed or going hungry having a sufficiency and enough to spare or going without and being in one. So I, I just want to say like how um, Hope Nation has really helped us in this honestly, journey. Honestly, honestly. And I know that many people don't know, but because said God said don't borrow and we haven't gone like 
trying to seek our own way, God provides for us. Like besides that season where we were, he would say, you know, seek me. People from Hope Nation, we don't call them. They would just be like, oh, I'm the Lord me. led me mm. to send this to you. The Lord, and in those moments, we were running. Wow. We had either. <laughs> we were literally <laughs> we were looking at God like this. Okay, so Lord, is this the last meal that we shall eat? That we shall <laughs> when people would call us and send us things, not because we give to them, not because we call them. And we knew in those moments that that was God reaching wow. out to us. So I think that's something that has helped us. But because every of those provisions made us realize that God sees us. Yes. And it's funny because sometimes as God is bringing it in, he's saying, hey, so take this money, give it to somebody else. Yes. <laughs> so we literally have yeah. to share yeah. one that a lot for you guys. God told you to be sowing. Yes, yes ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Wow. So that's the name. So, so being planted in a family is important because a lot of people did not know your story. And the Lord just uh-huh. let them, you know, um, I remember how the Lord told you, you are going to come to Oak Nation and but told you to wait until your husband was ready. Yes. So you had to wait. Um, do you want to speak about moments where one of you catch a revelation, the other person is not seeing it and you have to wait? Or people uh-huh. that feel like, ah, husband, the Lord is saying, or oh, wife, move, move. And the person is not, how did you navigate that? Uh-huh. Okay. okay, so I used to get it wrong in the beginning. I used to feel like the one that used to hear the Lord, you know. Oh God would just say something to me, you know. I'll just, I'll either run with it. And when I'm done running with it, like it will backfire because my husband will be like, what are you doing? And sometimes I'll cry to God. I'll say, Lord, but you spoke. We should be obeying you. And one day he called me and said, and he showed me like certain stories in the Bible. I think it was the story of um, Samson's mother that God has spoken to. And she said, you know, wait, let me call my husband. He showed me different um, kisses in the Bible. And then he told me, it's like, just because I tell you something, don't mean you should run with it. You're not the head. You're not the leader in this home. Submit to your husband. Like if you do submit to him or you ask me to speak to him, I'm the same person that spoke to Mary and confirmed to Joseph. Mm. So you cannot just run with it. You will always get in trouble. And it's funny because God speaks to us differently. And I think it's important to respect how God speaks to your spouse. And Mm. sometimes we think that because your spouse does not hear the way you hear that he's less spiritual, especially as women. We know it's easy to think, ah, he's not hearing god he's not hearing god you know and i even used to do that to him i'll be like babe you're not praying the way i one day god was like leave this man alone and he started to show me that even the one that you think does not hear me if i spoke to um um saul and made him paul do you think is your husband that cannot hear my voice you know and obey me and i think i had to come to a place where when i now hear god for the house i stay there like i stay there saying lord communicate to him and every time i'm more submitted to that to the order that should be in the home god speaks very quickly to him to confirm what it is that he's saying and even when he doesn't speak quickly i've just learned to wait and i think that also has made my husband say oh okay maybe you hear god because before when i'm running out of order my husband is like maybe it's not what you heard because there's really no confirmation but now that i'm submitting to order i think you know that has really helped us. Wow. On my on my part, what I would say is um, even if it's not um okay, just spoken about a spouse hearing and 
going to act. Then the other side to it is when two of you have heard God, you have prayed, you have sought God's face, and you have heard God. God has said this, 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 this. And there is dates, there is um there, there is time and everything. The 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 import the, the bigger aspect or bigger part to this is asking God when uh. we learn this by a hard we learned it in a hard way. God have said, Victor, I will give you the wealth of the nations. I will, you know, God give us, uh, I wrote, we, it's still in my journal. It, there, there, were, there, there were seven points that God highlighted for me that day. I wrote it down. And when we are like, okay, we have heard God. And I would, the, the next moment, because there was money at hand, we moved. We went to into uh, uh, we went to Allen. We got a space. We paid for a restaurant space, and we furnished it. We bought all that we need. That, that everything was running because there was money. And wow. one day, God confronted me. There was something He said to me. He said, "It was because Jonah had an extra money with him. Ooh. That was why he could go to where huh. God did not send him." Huh. And I broke down. God was giving me blueprint of life a life blueprint he wanted me to wait and ask him when do you want me to move i know i didn't ask god when but in my head i've already resigned my job there is money in the account you know the lord has spoken the, we had the heart back the back of god in this and bam we moved we got this i know what it is to pay for a shop on allen avenue we did that we did all we got the ACs, got generators everything was going on well and god was like son i'm sorry but this is not how i planned it to move so it is essential for a man and a woman whether you are maybe whether you are you are still single yes we agree that god has spoken to you there is no doubt but can you you know what i'm telling my wife is whatever god says to you ask god for 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 a, a clearer picture or a letter you know, when you say that uh, I have worked for this company, ABZ, they will ask you for a reference letter. God, this thing that you have said to my wife, when do you want us to go into it? And I will tell you the truth. God answers. God is so gracious. He, he will come and tell you, okay, this is how I want you to do it. At this point, you will do it like this. At this point, you will do it like that. So there is also, there is that, and there is also another side to it subjecting it to those who have authority who have yeah. authority over your head who have gone ahead of you you know you test, you test it with the word of god you test it with those that have authority over your head you are pastors you test it with with the, with you test it with time there are some things I, I remember my wife coming to you several times and you tell her wait and sometimes most of them she waited and in that period of waiting the answers will just come but when we are impatient to move before God, it is, it is by his message that he draws us back. Wow. Praise God. Wow. Man, that Jonah one is hard. Like, what? Yeah. True, because Jonah had extra cash. He could have transport. Because you have options. For some of you, it might not be one is because you have options. I'm here and one is because my mind is because it's because you have other gifts. You have other talents. You have other things. That's why you think you can negotiate with what God is saying. It's because you think you're wiser. 
So this issue of marriage, one of the things we've seen from victor and peace is is your your work with god this thing they are saying guys yeah. it is not being so i mean we're talking uh, about days of tears days of joy days of yes lord days of showing up days of real hunger days of waiting days yeah. of trusting that you're not dealing with fomo fear of missing out yes yes but people are going ahead people are like all of this Father, we just thank you for these people. We thank you for their thank testimonies. You, thank you. Lord. I want to ask, you, how are you guys able? Your parents, your children are so amazing. How are you? My, I'm this. Uh, I'm blessed and highly favored. Like, <laughs> how did you guys? What was 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 it? What's the wisdom behind the way? I, you said something about how what they hear from mom is what they hear from daddy. So sometimes I see parents unconsciously are doing bad cop, good cop. If daddy have said sit, even if you don't agree with the seat, you can go inside and say daddy, but not in front of the children. Because children, honestly, like, I'm a very we're blessed. We all did it. You know that if you want something, go to mommy. If you want something, go to daddy. So how did you guys navigate that? Okay, um, coming to parenting, we 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 have to wait um wait on God to receive direction most times. And um, being practical on this, one of the things that God told me is uh, one of the things God makes me to realize is um, I will not train my son the way I was trained. Okay? So, God, um, God is making me to understand that what I would love to be or what I would have wanted to be, I should make it through to my son. In the sense that, um, okay, daddy raised you um, you know, this family where, where you are raised, um, more or less without God, God awareness, you know, we pray in the morning, we pray in the night and that's, that, that is it. Okay. You, um, the father is there providing, but in my own case, I, I am very, very careful and conscious on how I train my son, especially and my daughter. Okay. My wife is playing the role, her role on Olivia. Then Jason is my primary role. Okay, the things I would want to experience, or I would have, or that I, I wish that I experienced while I was younger, which I did not. I invest those time, those energy, those word of God into him. As young as when Jason was one, we started reading scriptures to him. We started um, giving him promises of God. We started making him to watch Superbook and all that. We, we they were not allowing them to go into this um cartoon we didn't allow them to go into them early enough so we started um olivia you, you we started um, putting in the word of god into them and when they do something wrong it is not it is not they are not too young to receive correction if i will say that there, there, there are times that you spank there are times that you correct there are times as a man i raise my voice I change my face, my look at them, and oh, oh, oh! We are targeted at bringing a better version of Victor in Jason, and a better version of um, Olivia and um, uh, my wife in Olivia. So when we look back and say, Ah, God, please help us, so that when these children grow up, that their own marriage will even be better than our own marriage now, that they will have better testimonies, they will have. They will have better stories than our, our own story. So we are trying as much as possible to model what real love is for them, to model what real fatherhood, 
that Jesus kind of fatherhood is for them. And that, that um, you know, Shulamite and the Solomon um, story in Songs of Songs, what a real love is in a home. So that's what we are trying to do, basically. And as we do this, God just magnifies the whole thing because it's not everything that we have seen in their life that, that we contributed to. It's not everything mm. that is as in God, God magnifies the whole thing. He magnifies wow. it. So, babe, what's your own term? You have to say, say oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. I think, I think on my part, like I've just, um, I've just learned to, so first of all, I realized that they are gifts to me because based on my past, based on so many things, I know that if it was by judgment, I shouldn't have had Olivia and Jason. But I realized very early that these children are gifts to me. These Mm. children are not mine. I'm just stewarding them. And that makes me want to always and i think it was also what i saw growing up in many homes and also some things i saw in the home that i grew up in it made me want to um train them differently it made me want to i saw my relationship with god i saw how much um what the my relationship with god from the time i started working with him had done for my life so i said oh so what would it be like if the students start very early to work with god like this so I think that made me want to train them like in God's way. So every time I'm, I'm asking that, okay, how is it God that you want me to train them? I'm getting blueprints for them. I remember there was a season that God said, um, um, get the children out, out of school. First of all, yeah, there was I was about to where... ask them, talk about that season of homeschooling them. Oh, okay. So the first season was a season of seek me. God said, seek me. And I said, no, Lord, I want to walk out. Like, how can I, yeah. you know, go to Covenant University? How can I do this and that? How can I? And, and God, gave, as I was busy giving God excuses, he was busy giving me a blueprint for um, a room that he asked me to do for him. It was like a studio. It was like a room just dedicated to him. And he said, sit there. And it was hard. But I had to understand that maybe there was something God was preparing me for. And in that season, he literally taught me so many things. And that was the season where I met PI. Because <laughs> it was, I literally was praying one day. And I still always say, this is funny. But that was, I, uh-huh. I just heard God say, have you considered my daughter? <laughs> in this <year?" laughs> And he just said wow. that. I was like, who is she? I'd never seen her before. So I just checked, I started following her, I started looking through, I was just curious, like, who is this person that God is speaking of like this? So that was how I started following. And in that season, being connected to PI taught me, helped me with the journey that God was taking me on. I learned to pray. When I met when I met PI, I was still even saying, Lord, move my tongue, because I was still learning to speak in tongues. Mm, mm, yeah. <laughs> so wow. So it was literally a journey. So when I saw that, I had to obey God in that season. And following PI made it easier because the journey did not look normal. The fear of missing out setting. But every time I listen to PI, it's like, I'm not missing out. I'm not crazy. I always say, I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. So sitting in that moment or those days that God says, sit before me and seek me, helped me for the season that he said, bring them out of school. And I remember hearing it first again, like we talked about, and my husband was like, what do you mean bring my children out of school? Because 
again, he felt mm-hmm. like I want to give my children the best education, mm-hmm. you know, I want mm-hmm. to do this and that. They were they were going to a school that was so far from home. It was in, I think it was in GRA. Mm-hmm. So we were just like, oh, you know, the way they speak, we are particular about everything. And he was like, What do you mean bring the children out? I just kept quiet. I just said, Lord, I have done my part. Now speak to your son. And my husband, I had to be patient. I had to know because when God speaks to you and does not speak to your husband, he's look. Sometimes we think he's looking more at your husband. He's looking more at you and your character and your spouse, your heart. You know, I think it's pure that that's that's been saying recently that you saying, Lord, rain down fire. I'm proof to him that thou art God. (laughs) Or are you saying, Lord, please, if this is the path that will lead us, you know, to righteousness, like help us. And God, at first he paid the nest fees, but then after we paid those fees, the children started to fall sick. They'll go to school. Nothing is wrong with them. They'll come back. They're so sick. We'll take them to the hospital. Nothing is wrong with Mm. them. They'll say nothing is wrong. Nothing is wrong. So we realized he started to look at it that could God really be saying something? So he started to seek for himself. And sadly, it was sad for him. He was like, okay, God the same, bring them out. And it was funny because even the fees we had paid, they couldn't enjoy it because they had to come out of school. And in that season, I said, Lord, you know, PI says that we shouldn't question God, but we should ask him questions. So I said, Lord, what's the season about? Why are you asking me to bring them out? And he said to me, that these children, what they'll teach them in school is good, but you need to lay a foundation for them. Yes. The children that you're trying to take to school, you are sitting at home, I've prepared you for this season, that what they need now is teach them English so that by the time they resume school, the vocabulary that they have built is going to um, help them understand the things they need to understand. They, their mind will be more mature to understand. Wow. Don't worry, they'll catch up with the pace. And he told me, he said, teach them about me very early that this is the age that if you teach them that is going to stick like glue and it won't go out then he said teach them character teach them character that will help them ahead of time start now so when i realized that that's what that season was about that's what i started to do and i think another thing that has helped me is knowing that some of the seasons that god designs with our children is not just the game for the children it's for us god will literally use them to teach us the fruit of the spirit. <laughs> it literally use them to mold us. And I think having that understanding helps me not to think, oh, it's just about them. But it's also about what God is doing in their life. So it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy, but every day God gave me grace for it. I wasn't even consistent like I thought I would be. But it was when they go back to go because God kept saying, don't worry, they're not missing out. Don't worry, they're not missing out. And when it was time to get back to school, I saw that truly they were not missing out. And mm. I think um, that's what helped. Mm. Wow. Guys, you have questions. Mm. Begin to put in, send in your questions. No, someone be like that they read Bible story. <laughs> you know, the beautiful thing is about every marriage has a story. Every marriage, no marriage can be the same. You, everybody has, everybody has, there's a story for every family. There's a story for every family. There's a story for every family. Some, some people might not go through um, what they've been through, but you see the process, someone said something this week, it is more dangerous to go through a process and come out not changed. Uh, like you go through a whole process, you come out, nothing has happened. Uh, you know? And it's just amazing how, we have to be willing to obey God. Sometimes in this open nation is actually a nation, to be honest, is how the Lord, different testimonies of people in the church, just give God all the praise. 
Well, I want to take questions. Any question before we wrap up tonight? Ah, so I think my question has been answered. All right, Claire, go ahead. Okay, so this is not Claire. This is Aka. Um, <laughs> Victor and peace. God bless you guys. Look, God bless um, you, sir. This has been so powerful. I've just been like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And so many things you said have been blessings to my life, to us. And it has, in fact, there was something you said that just hit me so much because I just told my wife, oh my God, oh my God. That was it, like, it was like the Holy Spirit was comforting me. Because uh -huh. sometimes like, you know, you feel like you're mad when you're like obeying God or when you're seeking uh -huh. God's grace. You know, like when you talked about you know, because Jonah had money, that was why he went to another land. Oh, mommy, <laughs> <laughs> And myself and my wife, you know, were in a place where we were just like, I almost was going to use money to say, ah, let's move out of this country. But mm. somehow my heart was just on God. What is your, what are you saying? Up, above uh -huh. my desire above my wife's ear, what are you saying? And somehow we didn't move. And last minute, I was just like, I'm pulling out. No, that's not God's will. And it's as if ah, I'm not hearing from God, but just you saying this, God just gave me that great comfort. Like, I won't even say confirmation, just comfort. But how mm. do you navigate when you feel like there's a strong desire from like, you know, your family or partner or something you feel like the world is pressing and pushing for something but somehow you feel you feel like you know there is peace in going the opposite direction or that's what god is saying and um how do you navigate that and how do you even like you know as a man or as you know the head of the home how do you then where's the place of being firm on something and knowing that this is what our direction is and as a wife how do you then you know, support that move, even though that might not be what mm. you want or what you think is the best way to for the family. You know, how do you navigate that? Ah, ah, husband has said, <laughs> you know, and husband, how do you navigate? I know I love and I care and I'm meant to do this, but this is not what I'm meant to do. How do you, yeah, and then this mm. issue with these children, oh my God, like <laughs> this pulling your child out of school. Like, first of all, when I was going to put Gabby in school, I was doing it because of, I'm not even going to lie, everybody around me was saying it, but I felt like that's not the best move. Uh -huh. But like, over the last month, my wife has said it a couple of times, like, I feel like pulling her out. I felt it, but wow. it's just like, I must be mad to pull her out. <laughs> like, it's, it's, not, wow. it's not normal. It's not a normal decision. Yeah. So, like, that has just been a strong, like, I'm just like, whoa. But let's let go back to the, let's go back to the first question because I really need <laughs> you guys to go on that. For, uh, uh -huh. Yeah. Okay, sir. Um, I will, I will share, I will, I will say this now and I will give a practical example. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, what's uh, anything that as a man in, that is leading a home, because God said that man provide, um, leadership to your wife in that division. So anything that the man do out of maybe pressure or, or you, are, you are doing it, but your heart is not so strong in it. At that moment, that man needs to take a break. 
and inquire more of God. You know, David, when they, when they came to, uh, when they burnt Ziklag, he came in, he did not go in his strength immediately to start looking for those um, soldiers. But I would say that he inquired of the Lord and he asked Lord, should I pursue? The Lord said, yes, he will pursue. Will I overtake? Lord said, you overtake and he will recover all. And at that point, he went in God's word. So the practical example I will give is, um, so we are seven, we'll be seven years in how many months? Three months. When my dad died, 2020, 2020 years, there was this pressure from all sides, my family side, my wife's side, take your wife and your children to your parental home. My brother, the pressure was real. It was real because I was like, okay, is that at least this is a good occasion? Let them see everybody. I want him to inquire of the Lord. Lord, do I travel? The Lord said, No, don't travel with them. I told my wife, I said, This is what the Lord is saying. You know, that God is saying, I should not travel with you people. In fact, he became specific to me. He said, Don't take your children down to your parents, to your to your parental or to your father's family in the village for until they are 10 years. I don't know why he said that. It was that specific. I don't know why he said that. Even my wife was 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 under pressure. Ah, baby, let me go now so that they don't say that uh, I've not come to you. I go. I say, my dear, you have to. We have to obey God, and you have to wait. And she did not travel with me, and the heaven did not let loose. So a man have to stand his feet because he is hearing from God. But there are some point you will be pulled by all sides. You will be hearing voices. But remember Isaiah 50 verse 4, I think verse 4 tells us that you will hear a voice behind you that will tell you this is the way. Walk there in it. Okay, so I strongly believe that when a man hears what God is saying to him for his home, that man has a responsibility to stand still. And even in the midst of storm, the storm cannot, it can, the Bible said that you will go through the waters, they will not overflow you. You, they will go to the fire. They will not scorch you because God is with you and God is in the midst of her. So a man has to stand strong because he knows that he has head right. And it's also for the man to communicate in love to the wife. Babe, this is what I'm hearing. And in, in the best language that, that the woman can understand, in the possible best language, and give her time to understand too. So I think, I, I don't know if I've answered your question, sir. And that's so good. Peter, I was going to hear your side. I love it because um, you said something before about when both parties hear God. I think that also answered the question. Um, Peace was like, if it's the woman that is hearing, you pray, even before the man to let God also reveal mm -hmm. to your partner, let God also, but there's also a place where the man as the head of the home can receive a word and is the head of the womb. That's where the wife you will submit to trust that God, this is your will. You know, go and your son hears you. So please let's hear from you. How have you been able to navigate times when Victor was saying this is what the Lord is saying? You did not see the dream, you did not see the vision. How are you able to so for a woman to so because they are two, don't forget, they, they, they are the same. Both the husband, both the wife hearing, but in the order in which you said. In the, in, in the home, where the man is the head of the home, how do you navigate the part where it's received something and it's, asked, it's a decision? How do you go about that? 
Okay, so, so um, I think I think it was even this kind of situation that really drove me to God uh, on this matter of one person hearing and the other not hearing. And there was there was, there was I think Come the people that that God used to teach me is Abraham and Sarah at a point where first of wow. all, or maybe it's not first, Sarah. Sarah's husband said to her, Dad, come, you're going to say that you're my sister. And when we get there, this is how it's going to play out. And Sarah knew that this decision he was making was not going to favor her. Like, it, it, didn't, it didn't feel like something that would be nice for her. Like, this was even something that could, I don't wow. know, like, say, break a marriage. Mm. It, it, can, it can tamper with many things. But Sarah was like, okay. And I don't, I don't believe that Sarah just obeyed. I think that Sarah understood order in the home. I think that Sarah was talking to God as she was doing whatever she was doing. Because whenever the order that should be in marriage, I don't know why the Bible likens this married thing to, you know, Christ and his church. Whenever order is done, God moves into action. Yeah, For whoever yeah. needs to hear, whoever needs to obey, whoever needs to align. Immediately Sarah obeyed God. God went he didn't even talk to Abraham. He literally just went to the king and, you know, everything and did what it is that he wanted to do. Then there was a time, it was now Sarah that I was hearing and Abraham was like, what kind of grievous thing is this for mm -hmm. me to send this lady away? That was um, Hagar, Hagar, right? Hagar. But God went again. He, did, he said to Abraham, obey your wife. And God went, left two of them and went to this woman and sorted out his issues god is always working when we obey order mm. i just what i can say is we should always wow. pray that our eyes are open to what he's doing so for a woman if if she's she sees because mine has been a story of obedience there have been decisions like before we got to this place i almost could tell that some of the things the way that you know certain things were going that we might god might have to take us on this journey mm. if he will entrust us with wealth especially when my husband said he was always afraid that fear of money made him make certain decisions that sometimes mm. I'll hear God and his decision was not aligned with what I was mm. hearing. But God kept teaching me submission instead of me. Even when you're knowing that what, I was hearing. what he was about to do with money was, was not wrong. going to work. Yes, wow. but yes. God was like, submit to me. And when he says submit, he will give you grace. He will give you the grace. It will not be easy. It will not be a walk in the path, but God will give you grace to actually submit. And I think that even, I think um, I've shared it with you, even our journey to Hope Nation was a journey of submission. Mm. Every time... Um, go ahead, go ahead. Hope Nation today. <laughs> so, so I think that... We wanted to share it. Go ahead, go ahead. I said, okay, come okay, on. So, <laughs> so I was, I, I think it was in 2020... I was really just, you know, talking to God and I felt that need like, oh, I felt God saying it's time to move sweet church. But my, I will talk about it with my husband. I need to, I don't know. Some of the issues we have in marriage <laughs> is because we are ignoring, you know, the Holy Spirit is like a translator between God and yeah, us. Yeah. He literally sees the prayer and says how God wants to hear it. We just go to the husband or the wife and just say what we want to say and that's why many issues you keep wondering why it's not resolved and time is going days are going weeks are going i've learned to allow the holy spirit be like that translator between the two of us and i was like okay god if you're saying let's move church how is this going to happen and i remember i would see pio that time pio would just be preaching i think the church was somewhere during that period it was always online and all Every time I, I go in to talk to God, people will come out and preach the same thing that mm. I was hearing. So I felt a 
careful towards Hope Nation. And I was just like, okay, could this be the church and everything? Why is it that every time everything goes this to me during the day, I will switch up and I switch on and people is saying the same thing. thing. So I, I talked to my husband. He just looked at me like this woman has come again. But I remember the day that he came to church. I remember that, um, first of all, it was me that went. And then my husband had now got into a place in his journey where he was like, I don't even think I want to. He was going through church halt and many other things it was like i don't think i want to do church again and the holy spirit said now is the time but i remember that the the time before that time i was not allowed to argue in fact the day he even came to church there was this issue that we we're having <laughs> and god was like don't say a word be loving i was being loving it was peppering my heart i was saying lord i submit my heart to you you i said what needed to be said so at the time because i submitted in that at the time where i said let's go to this church there was nothing between us there was no issue there was no quarrel there was no you're trying to lord things over me that submission made him come and even when he came i was looking at it like you know what's going on yes. here but god literally aligned him and mm. it, it has been you know easy for him to sort of walk so i'll say to that woman that gets your journey with god be patient with him sometimes it's not easy when god is trying to reroute you but god knows how to reroute every Man. And I even think when my husband talks about the things he has learned from this journey of where we are, I see that many of it were things I was hearing and then God saying, be patient, pray for him, love him. I, I think it was even Pio that said something on Sunday about how um, God saw Friday and he was giving me grace yes. to deal with my husband yes. when he was, when he was um, drinking drinking so so let me just quickly share sorry so there was my husband was struggling with alcohol addiction when we got married and when when um we got married i couldn't stand the smell but god said love him regardless and i'll give you grace and i remember one day my husband was like ah i want to go and drink will you follow me my head was my hair was standing (laughs) (laughs) i was like what (laughs) but the holy spirit said follow him and i was like eh, okay so I went, I wasn't happy, but I had peace. So I sat across him and then he was like, he was, he was, he had the bottle in his front and he said, you don't like this alcohol. And I said, yes. And he said, you don't like the smell. I said, yes. He said, so why did you follow me? I said, ah, you're my husband now. I didn't tell him the Holy Spirit said, mm-hmm. some of our partnership with the Holy Spirit is not everything that you say. The Holy Spirit told yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> Some things are between you and God. <laughs> Sometimes there was this time I would always say Holy Spirit. So Holy Spirit was like, You shine small, don't always say it's me <laughs> so, because I'm trying to do something here. So I was like, Okay, that you know, you're my husband, I love you, and everything. And he said to me, So you don't want me to keep drinking? And I said, Yes, that was the last time. Mm. That, wow. that was the day God broke the addiction. So Peter was in spirit when he was talking on mm, Sunday. Mm. And that was how God broke the addiction. Mm. And then and then the next time that we the day he my husband, the first day my husband came to church, Peter was preaching, and I think it was the weekend before my husband had gone for a social gathering and yeah. taking a drink. Yeah. And as Pio just to the my Pio said, There's somebody here, you're doing God social drinking, yes. and God is trying to bring you out, and you don't want um wow. and, and you think it's okay to drink because mm. it's social drinking, the devil can wait for a man. We just yes. looked at each other, yeah. and my husband was like, I think I'm done with this thing. Mm. <laughs> so it has really been a journey of submission, and God always comes true when you're submitted. And if you submit and your eyes are on the man more than it's on God, the pain is real. 
But if your eyes are on God, he knows how to take care of your heart while he aligns that man with what he wants. Wow. So even in your submission, don't be submit for Pepe. Then don't submit for Simio. Mm. Submit and put your eyes on God. On God. That's mm. where submission even has a meaning. I love someone said, What if the man is in illegal stuff? Number one, I pray you not marry a man that will do illegal stuff. Number two, Amen. if the person is about to, it doesn't mean you won't talk. It just means that you yes. are doing it with God. Truth. You are covering your Truth. own with prayers. You are doing it with God. You are praying. Uh, doing with God, it's not about not speaking. Submission doesn't mean you won't speak. Oh. It just means by the time you will yes. speak, you notice that the Sarah that can allow herself to go and be with man will be the Sarah that now can shout. Uh, yes. It's not Sarah that saying speak with a guy yeah. and Abraham answer. Yeah. So the woman not be an hero. Like she's not a. She shouldn't look at someone you just push around. And the same Sarah could yes. come and say. Look at what you have done. Send that away. And Abraham, so you see that oh. the dynamics always change. Always submission. Both parties submit. Both parties loves. That's the honest truth. That there are uh -huh. times when the Lord will bring the woman will be the one to see. So, but the issue is that you must get to the point where what you are doing is focusing oh. on God. One of the things I've learned in mind is no matter how deep. Sometimes I, I told you so. It's like this in my tongue. Mm. Is in my, in fact, my eyes is shining. <laughs> I told you so. But I know, <laughs> I know that it, I can't walk the slap for remember, like the reality. Like, God, just don't even try it. Yes. Don't even try it. You know, but mm. thank you so much for sharing that for people that are, and that's why you first single, apart from the decision of your salvation, the next decision, woman, women, you have the greatest, God has given the greatest power yeah. to choose who you yeah. who you yeah. marry. Because yeah. if there's anything here, but that's, it was obvious that um, Victor had a work with God, though he might have not been in his best place in the beginning. Uh, you don't hear, marry a man that hears God. Uh, marry a man that hears God. Marry a woman that uh, hears God. And has fruit. All right, so yes, any, any, any other question before we wrap up tonight? Guys, you guys have been amazing. You have your, the way you are just talking Ooh. about the scripture. I don't know about you. You want to go back and Read the scripture. Olu, <laughs> well, it's the first date question. Shogbo, Shogbo, Lua. Shogbo, Laura. I'm going to buy you. You know, it's, 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 it's just beautiful how you practically brought out life issues, Jesus' scripture, how God spoke to you, how God spoke with you, how God is confirming things. It's just so beautiful, and I bless God. I don't think we have any other question. Okay, Claire, go ahead, Claire. Um, please, I would just like to ask this question again. Um, right, and this is to uh, Sister Peace. Peace, uh -huh. what would you... I strongly believe that there are families and homes where the wives are dealing with men who are cheating and infidelity in the home. Uh -huh. I would like you to please give a word or, you know... Uh, how do how do our women how do our mothers how do our wives deal with this with god in your experience how would you say uh, this is how to deal with an issue like this okay okay so um okay so i think that i think that sometimes so sorry i'm not saying you have experience in it to worry uh -huh, i'm just saying uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> and, okay so i think i think 
what I can say is like for me practically I almost drove my husband to this place and I didn't even know and again that's where my work with God came in because I remember when we got married I think he shared about loss looking at women and everything he was struggling but I was busy thinking this was about him not loving me mm. or why is it that he's looking at other women and lusting after them I didn't realize that God was trying to save this man from something Seeing our spouse from with the eyes of God, through the eyes of God, goes a long way. Like that cheating man, that cheating woman, the woman came before Jesus. Everybody was like, stone this woman to death is in the law. And truly, your cheating spouse may be brought to the law and everybody will say, crucify, leave the marriage. I'm not saying don't leave. But what I'm trying to say is, Coming to a place where you say God, like being able to say some prayers, you we don't feel it until you have prayed it. Mm-hmm. God, how do you see the spouse? How do you see the situation? Is a prayer I always pray over my marriage. I still prayed a few days ago that how what are you seeing? What's the overall view of this marriage? How are you seeing my spouse that I can't see? And I remember God said to me that why is it that you're always angry with your husband and always, you know driving him to the wall every time you see him look at a woman and he said it's an insecurity on your part and i said insecurity care lord this man is looking at this woman and this needs to be fixed he needs to hear the truth and everything that he you, know, on, always, you went to god that the old man is looking god say is this uh, that's why you're always angry yes it's that right, and it's got angry. on your part how yes, did you but... receive such feedback from god like i need to burn down the whole temple no the truth is it's actually painful sometimes there are sometimes that god will say he will say things to me that will hit me i used to say god does tough love with me sometimes he tells me the truth maybe because he knows that i love him enough to take it i think pi always talks about can you take feedback you you want to work with someone but can you take negative feedback Mm. about yourself because with god is consistent improvement and he will tell you how you are come on so if you're not willing to improve, you just want him to be rubbing your back and saying ah, that because I feel like this is why many women pray and say, God is not answering. He's answering. But can you take the feedback that he's giving you? Because he was, God wanted to deal from the root. I was busy trying to deal with my husband. He's like, you have an insecurity about this man. You think this is about you. You think it's about the women. And then you're afraid. And he, he detected the fear. The Holy Spirit, Bible said that he was brooding in Genesis. And it was like, what is the root of this matter? And immediately he found the root. It's like light. Light is missing. And then God said, let there be light. So it wasn't about the darkness. It was about... Sorry, was very loud. Ah! Come <laughs> on. Take that again. God was... He didn't just come and say, let it be light. He could have said what darkness, you know, mm. God could have kept complaining and God mm. could have kept talking reality, but, but the Holy Spirit had to brood. And when he was brooding, he was checking that what's the root of what's happening mm. in this family. And God will always get to the root. So for me, God got to the root and said, there is fear. I'm detecting fear. And I said, sir, please, where is fear? He said, you've seen too much infidelity in marriage and you think this man would cheat. So instead of seeing him with the eyes of love, with the eyes of a soul that I want to save, with the eyes of a man that I love you enough and trust you enough to give to you and say partner with me, 
you are busy driving him to the wall. So I said, you know, Lord, help my heart. Because he told me that if I kept judging him, that I would drive him to actually cheat, that the lust will actually have a hold on him and he will actually cheat. So this is not to say that a cheating spouse goes to cheat because um, somebody drove them. But I'm saying that where we partner with God, he can show us the root mm. of these things that, you know, the spouse is struggling with, where we really want to save a soul in marriage. And when God started to show me, he started to show me how he could help me. He started to show me how he can, he can teach me. And then he said something very powerful to me that helped me. He said to me that if I helped Sarah, when Abraham said, tell them that you're my sister. And, and I, think, I think it was when he said, tell them you're my sister, that he went to the king and threatened him that if you touch this woman, and he, and, and he told me, he said, if I can protect Sarah from being touched, then I can protect your husband from cheating. Yeah. That was what he told me. And that dealt with my fear. Of, that dealt with my fear of thinking mm. that, because there's this fear we have, and the enemy sees the fear. We already have a and mindset about marriage mm. that, you know, my husband will cheat. Many men are cheating. So we don't even know when we project it in our conversations to our spouse. I remember my husband would come back then. I will tell him that you were with a woman. You, why didn't sure. you pick my call? I'm sure. My husband would be like, where is this coming from? Like, I think I was that, <laughs> I was that off. But when God started to tell me that I can, I, like I'm your shield, I can protect your marriage from infidelity allow the fear to go i let go of the fear mm. then he started to show me how i could partner with him so what i can say about infidelity is that it's painful it's very very difficult it's not easy mm. but i can also tell you one of the reasons it's most painful is because we have been told that is our body, is 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 my husband, is his body. How can he cheat on me? We don't see that the bigger picture is that he or she is cheating on God. Oh, hmm. He's cheating on God. He's cheating with a body that God calls. Please off temple. your mic, off your mic, oh. off your mic. <laughs> Please go ahead, switch it on back. It is not just we're projecting it like it's sin against you. It's not about you. It's not about him. It's a God. Uh, yes and 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 i think i think also that this is what happened um um with david that was why david pleaded and said this this thing that i did is not it's not this woman it's me and you that that have an issue Mm. it's actually the both of us because i think that when we the pain in our flesh comes from thinking is about us. I've tried this many times. Every time I think my marriage is about me, I feel so much pain. <laughs> so much pain. But when I realize that it's about God, and I start to say, God, help me, because it's painful. This man is my husband, mm. right? Mm. Or is a man a man who's... The, 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 what Pio said is so powerful. When you intercede from a place of love, I used to pray for my marriage and say, Lord, change this marriage, change this man. God did not answer me. He kept mm. saying, when you're ready, let me know. Mm. But when I started to pray from a place of alignment and say, Lord, this soul, this man, this soul, the children, your assignments, yeah, the things yeah. that you want. When mm. it became about God, I, I feel like that shifted a lot of things. And that even start, kick-started a lot of journey. So dealing with myself first, dealing the person dealing in the in the in the cheating, accepting that being vulnerable with God and saying I'm I'm in pain. This thing has happened, and I feel like it has happened to me. Let mm. God be the one to shift you, because 
these things don't just happen. Telling God where you are, but being willing to let him shift you to see from his eyes. And God is, God is so merciful that as he's shifting you, he will supernaturally help you to feel the way that you need to feel for that assignment to yes, be done. There have been yes. people who wind over their spouses from infidelity and you hear that, oh, they, they became this, they became that. Some of those things are journeys. There are times where because of my obedience and submission to God, I supernaturally feel emotions lifted off of me. There are mm-hmm. times I'm angry with my husband. There are times I feel certain things because I feel like he's done to me, but God will literally supernaturally leave those things. So what I can say is it's painful, but can you let God walk with you? Can you let God hold your hand? Can you let God tell you that this thing is done against him and he feels your pain. Like he feels your pain. Like I, he said that he knows what it is that you're going through. Mm. So as he shows you that he feels your pain, he's going to, he wants that so more than you want the soul. He wants the soul more than you want he or she to be your spouse. So as God will not only bring back the soul, he will make sure that the marriage is what he has proposed for it to be. So what I can say is journey with God. You have more business with God. They are making sure this person does not look, does not cheat, does not do. If your heart is with God, as you keep speaking the truth in love, you keep asking for grace, you keep knowing when what the Holy Spirit is doing and, and how to align. I don't believe that there will not be a miracle. <laughs> Sorry, let me add this one line or two lines to this. You know, there was a program my wife did with the women, um, you know, 2001, 2021, right? 2021, okay. And to that question, to women, women, um, um, this is a practical point. Make your, make your husband to desire you. Make your husband to long for you. If that man sees in you what he's looking for outside, I strongly believe that with God, he will stop going out. If you have some money, change your laundry. Okay? If you have... have your bath regularly okay at night you can brush your teeth okay and after cooking and maybe you you went to the kitchen with an open hair after cooking go and wash your hair and dry your hair put put on some perfume the man the man loves it it attracts him to you more what he's longing to 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 out to go to other woman outside you know I think it's in Proverbs chapter 5. That's uh, is that 5 or 6. That says that my husband has gone away. He has gone with a bag of money. I have laid an Egyptian text from my bed. I have done this. I have done Come, let's have a feel of our love. There was something the woman did to attract that, that senseless man. There was something the woman did that is keeping that man on her bed. So our women can be better than this wayward women. Our women can be, can be more articulate than them. Make your husband the, the priest he is. Make him feel the kingly role that he has to play in your life. And I bet you, before long, that man will stop looking out and he will start looking inward. Um, I just want to say something about what he said. And I think it's that there was something the Holy Spirit said to me that call out the king in your husband. Mm. And I think that is one of the hardest things to do when you're dealing with infidelity to show, to show a man what God sees about him and call him out of where he like presently is or a woman to where they're supposed to be. Cause many times the, the enemy blinds people. We think they can see, 
and then we that are saved we look at those things and it's so easy to look at someone and say ah, ah but he has a beautiful wife how can he cheat on her mm. ah, ah, but his wife is great. we can see they cannot see the way that we see so if we're able to say okay this is who by by character by our words the kind of environment we create about around this person when we do that and we're able to say this is who i see about you there were times when when the holy spirit would say tell the, tell your husband to pray over you tell your it's hard for a man or woman to cheat and you're telling them pray over me Mm. Jesus said that these people that are calling me, that they, if they keep calling me long enough, something will happen in their life when they were saying they were using your name for all sorts of mm. things. So I would say, I'll tell him to pray over me. I'll tell him to do, you know, so many yeah, things. Sure. I yeah. used to do that for each other. So what is one of the things that has helped our marriage, even though it's not, you know, a case of infidelity on our part is that we put the word in front of us. And then we take that challenge to rise up to what the word is saying about us. So the environment that the woman creates, what kind of environment does he or she create when you're with your spouse? As God is helping you, God will give you like practical steps to actually take. That is not just tongues, like practical steps to position yourself. And I think, you know, I think that helps. So that's like God, your tongues can be translated into yes, your tongues ma'am. can be let's wrap up now your your tongues can be translated into practical is that translating i have this last question but women have argued that that is not even if they spray clothes they wear clothes they wear she made it will not stop the man that a cheating man is a, a cheating man it's not the because mm-hmm. internet even broke i know but i think one of the things you said earlier about you the man supporting your wife you you the man okay uh, are you buying perfume too are you how are you also um adorning your wife so just so do you want to say to that for women that feel like eh i'm, I'm nursing two babies i'm kind of only one taking care of the house when i go to work i come back you have his leg on the chair i still have to go and bring food where do i have the time because some women complain about it that they don't receive help how can they even get to point to begin to draw this lavender bath thing and all of those things mm-hmm. you want to speak okay okay so um i think that i think that also knowing also knowing what works for a person helps because so for every family not be that you know the husband will be able to help or the wife will be able to help but can you create a system that works for you and also be able to you know, work with that system to achieve what it is that mm. will help your marriage. Because for some people, it's easier for them to get help. Mm. For some, some people may hold on to the fact that I want my spouse to help me. And that can, you know, affect wow. the marriage when it's easier to just get a help. <laughs> yes, when it's just easier to get help, create a system. Because it may not work so for being obsessed by, is the one that must carry the, must help me. Yes. When you can yes. afford or you can get is wow, that's so good. Yes, now so so being able to know what works for you. If if getting help will help your marriage, why not get help and improve your marriage by now having the time? So those things that you're doing that looks like I'm doing too much, I don't have time for the marriage, they can now be taken care of while you oversee them and then you have time for your marriage. I yeah. think that helps. Then also there's something about sex that I want to share. Sorry, is is not very deep. It's in the Bible. And it's it's something that can help for a person person that feels like, uh, you know, I've done everything. It's just something I found in the Bible. And it's in Proverbs 5, 18 to 19. Proverbs 5. Okay, I'm going to say, I'm going to read it from verse 15. It says, Proverbs 5, 
15 tpt <laughs> it says my son share your love with your wife alone yes drink from her well of pleasure and from no other yes why would you have sex with a stranger or with anyone other than her yes reserve this pleasure for you and her alone and do not share it with another and this is the reason why he's saying it in verse 18 mm. he said your sex life will be blessed as you take joy and pleasure in the wife of your youth mm. so when i read this I, I think it talks more about you know how her body should satisfy you and everything else and that's a result of the sex life being blessed there's a blessing over sex for for when we are not um indulging in affairs now the spouse that is not cheating can go to god on account of his word and say lord bless my sex life i used to pray over my husband yeah. Well, let me not go to the yeah. Yeah, are you going to do sex next week? Well, we'll do sex with married people. Oh, sorry, just married people. Yeah, yes, okay. Yes, let, me yes. let me not go. Let me not go. No, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead about you pray sex. I mean, they will get yes, there now. Like, no, I don't know what you yes, mean. Yes, like we, we, uh, we, I literally. <laughs> I literally talk to God about sex. Mm. And the reason I talk to God about sex is coming from a place where he delivered me from masturbation and pornography. I have certain consecration. There are certain things I cannot do. <laughs> so I say, Lord, I cannot do certain things, even though they are lawful. So I think, I think a sister shared something in church yeah. about how she talked to God and he acceded. Like I could relate yes. when the spouse that the husband is cheating on, instead of again, praying from a place of anger, from a place of hurt, from a place of whatever, you deal with it with God. And now you're praying over over your husband and you're praying that your sex life will be blessed. Mm. That, that blessing God has promised, that blessing is something that he does peculiar to every couple. He knows what to do in the bedroom. Yes. That, will, that has a way of bringing the spouse that has yeah. gone away back mm. and has a way of keeping the one that has not gone out from That's going true. out. So true. It's not the style. Mm. It's not the taekwondo. It's, it's a blessing. Yes. And I think that's something that I've learned. <laughs> Thank you. So, see, uh, I just wanted to just, I just want to add this. I'm so sorry for mm. jumping in. I just want to add oh, this. That's that fine. family dealing with you know a cheating spouse or uh, just in addition to everything that this lovely couple this lovely couple has said please i would like you to add to confessions over your spouse songs of Solomon yes. mm. says i belong to my beloved and his desire is for me uh, i believe yes. my mm. desire is for you. in fact use songs of Solomon's in law there's so many scriptures yes. of of Solomon. it's like it's like it's like um confession over your spouse but he, he, you know how the enemy uses yeah. words to should i say put love charm on the on their partner this is the yeah. godly way use this use songs of solomon so many scriptures to confess over your partner and somehow it, god the lord will just walk on their hearts on their minds but wow this is just amazing this is just amazing a- so my people wow. get ready we're gonna let you guys know i, I was waiting about it since last week about having something with couples and just having this conversation. We've been so blessed. Um, Can we just say a word of prayer for peace and victory? Thank you for sharing honorably. For me, it's a case of your work with God goes along with to affect all areas of your life. If you're struggling with your work, if you're struggling with your emotions, whatever you're struggling with is your work with God. Your work with God deals with everything. It's like a river. It's like out of your bed. It's flowing everywhere your marriage your mental health your physical body you know and ability to take when god is telling you you have an insecurity 
when God comes to you and talks about, you know, let me see, I'm dealing with you with this, 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 this. Oh, auntie, you know, you can't, you can't use that word. You can't even say that. You know, that was not honorable. That you can't look that way. You can't be. You can't. That was disrespectful. You can't. For God, and you won't shut it out like that's the devil speaking bad at me. No. So I think one of the things I'm taking away from here is that you see, we need to get to a point where we know that the love of God doesn't come without pruning and correction. Well, where we know that when you go to God about any matter or anyone, better believe it's going to start with you first. Yeah. Just make, make peace with that. Yeah. It's going to start with you first. And the Lord will bless you greatly in the name of Jesus. This is the Fountain of Life Church of Nation. Um, we meet every Sunday at the um, at Triple C Event Center, 8 a.m. Uh, we Sabuya. meet Saboyaba. We do this every Friday. We have three different topics. Just our own way of practically living lives um, every every friday we pray mondays to friday in the morning 5 30 a.m we love you and celebrate you if it's your